0: Welcome to Mothership. Steph and Noli here. Brookie is not here because she's taking care of the kids, shuttling them to sports activities. So what, Noli, have you been surfing lately or what?
1: Yeah, the summertime in Oahu, you got to catch some of that summer swell. So me, um, my husband and my two daughters have been trying to um, get out there as much as possible and enjoy. Beautiful. Right on.
0: Yeah, right on. Got to catch those waves. And you know what? I bring up surfing because That's partly our topic tonight, only generally there's good vibes out there, right? You know, generally there's good vibes out there when you're surfing. I guess, I mean, well, I guess it depends on where you surf to, right? Because you can kind of get territorial (laughs) in some spots over there, but you know... Um, social media though, right? It's a whole nother world, right? You talk about Mm -hmm. being on the water and surfing good vibes, but once you're on social media, it's kind of open waters over there. (laughs) You know
2: what? Mm, Oh
0: my gosh. Well, we're joined tonight by two female surfers who are both spreading awareness about shattering stigmas, putting to rest body shaming and proving that you don't have to fit the mold to be good at what you do and what you love, which in this case is surfing. We're joined by Kaena Gilman-Moei, she's 26 years old and from Laie, she's a graduate of Kahuku High School and has been surfing since she was five years old. And also warm aloha to Hawaii surfer Elizabeth Sneed, the founder of Curvy Surfer Girl Movement. Last summer, Elizabeth partnered with a world-class photographer on Oahu's south shore to launch the first images of a plus-size female surfer via Instagram. So welcome both Yay. of you ladies, Elizabeth and Ka'ana Yay. to Mother Welcome to the Mother
3: aloha. Thank it. you for having both of us. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's you. so
0: <laughs> nice to have thank you yes. here. Yep. Totally stoked to talk story with you guys. Well, Elizabeth, your organization and the message has reached so many women and made a profound impact on them, including Kaena. And I think up until now, uh, you two haven't met each other. This is the first time that you guys
3: have met? Oh, yes, that's yes the first time. I'm <laughs> honored to meet Kaena.
2: Oh, I'm honored too. Thank you.
3: Yeah, well,
0: you know, while curvy, curvy Surfer Girl has been around since last year, the name has come up again most recently because, Ka'ena, your post, your social media post on TikTok went viral. And in it, you were very passionate. You're very brave and confident, but you're also pretty frustrated. So, you know, let's start with that. And, and
2: what sparked
0: that post? Well, what set you off?
2: Um, lately, I've been doing um, shadow work for my body image trauma. I've slowly been like leaking out little stories here and there because I'm still trying to get used to being able to tell my stories on social media because I know how crazy social media can be. Um, and one day I was just on TikTok and I'm actually such a rookie at TikTok. My little brother actually taught me, he's like, this is how you stitch a video. And so I was like, oh, okay. So I was going through my TikTok and I saw her, our Elizabeth's video. And I was like, she is so right. And it resonated with me so much. So I stitched it and I was actually surfing that swell that came in all the way from Tahiti. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys saw the Po. Um, big swell that came in and went all the way to Hawaii and then there was these surprise swells for the summer and I was surfing every day for two weeks I had so much fun um, and so I was surfing the swell and I got so many comments from different people and it was those comments um, people who like I was catching the waves and they're like oh how big your, is your board and I tell them, I am I have these conversations regularly, like, that's okay. People can't ask me how big my board is, but they're like, oh, that's why you can surf like that. And I was like, what? Like, and I've gotten these growing up my whole life, but I got so frustrated because I was repeatedly surfing over and over and over again. And a new person would be asking me questions or talking behind my back and I can hear them like, see that big girl surfing. And I was just so frustrated. I was like, oh my gosh these people really don't know but it's it's a scary thing to put it on social media so when she put it on it actually gave me confidence like hey like I'm with you like that's the kind of stuff I love so yeah that's why I put it on
0: <laughs> And what kind of response did you get um you know immediately you got both good and bad I guess right
2: yeah, like I had some people who DM me like, oh, you're just complaining and stuff. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But um, the positivity basically over, like put a bigger light on the whole topic as a whole. And that's what made me like, wow, like this is actually a thing. And I had more people DM me who are Native Hawaiian and people from the island who's like, I have a hard time surfing because people look at my body. They don't respect me out in the lineups. And I have to actually earn my respect instead of like somebody who's smaller, somebody who's even um, not even Native Hawaiian can earn the respect quicker than female surfers out there. So it was it was crazy to me to think that there's other people out there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, in the beginning, when you were first telling your story, you said that you were struggling with or trying to identify or come to terms with or. Um, resolve the body image trauma. I I mean, my
2: ears perked up when you said that. Can you explain more about that? Yeah. So recently I've been diving into healing my traumas. I guess it's been on like a mental health journey for me. Um, And especially in the Polynesian community, it's kind of hard to express yourself that way. So I've kind of just been taking it little by little and understanding just the little triggers. And one of them was my body image trauma. Um, I grew up with a bunch of athletes. Um, my siblings are all athletes, but I was like, so there's my sister who's smaller, and then I have a brother who's a football player right below me. So I was like the middle child who I was like way more bigger, more broad shoulders, doesn't have the ideal body image from what society puts on. So I dealt with that my whole life, and it started creeping up into my marriage. And that's what kind of brought me to um go ahead and heal myself and so the body image trauma is something that I've been healing trying to understand triggers trying to understand where I have trauma from body image bullying people name calling social media all that stuff
0: (laughs) and what what did Elizabeth provide um that opened your eyes or helped you heal and obviously it's not an overnight a process. It, I mean, it's something that you discovered and it, it, it struck a chord with you. What was some of the things that she put out there that you found relatable and healing?
2: Yeah. So when her video, the part that I stitched, it had all the comments pop up. Um, that is something that I resonated with because I had those comments before said to my face or via social media. So once I saw her put that out, like I... It's so um daunting to me to put stuff out on social media regarding my traumas. Like I feel so uh, like I'm scared. Um, but when she put that out, it made me feel like I wasn't alone. Um, and especially in the surfing world, people don't talk about this in the surfing world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, from what I've noticed. And so when she put that out, I was like, oh heck yeah, like this is the kind of movement and community that Hawaii needs, Native Hawaiians needs, and female surfers need. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so Elizabeth, can you explain um, what, um, expand more about what Ka'ena is talking about, what you, what you put out there on social media for those who don't know? It.
3: Yeah, so um, about a year ago, I lost my job during the pandemic and I moved to Hawaii. I wanted to become a surfer. Um, I actually had nearly died in the ocean when I was 13 I was lost at sea so I'm probably the least likely individual that you would slate to become a surfer Um, but I came to Hawaii I felt this calling from the ocean to go back and I used surfing as a tool to kind of rehabilitate myself to go back into the ocean and start building that relationship Um, and I started surfing at my heaviest. I was over 210 pounds, five feet tall, clinically obese, and uh, I couldn't find surf suits. I couldn't find anybody to relate to in the female ocean space because Instagram, social media, Pinterest, um, and then traditional media really only showcase a very narrow view of female water athletes. And so from the very beginning of my surfing journey, I felt isolated. I felt like I didn't fit in or that there was this sense of non-belonging. Um, but thankfully, I had an incredible community through Ohana Surf Project, which is the surf school that taught me how to surf. They gave me a lot of guidance and really bolstered me and helped me believe in myself and that I was capable of becoming a surfer. I started surfing much later in life as well. I started surfing at 26 Um You know, even just here on this interview, Kaina has been surfing since she was five. So that was another serious insecurity. I was not only clinically obese, but then I was starting um, a very difficult sport much later in life with an already traumatized ocean experience. Um, So I had a lot to overcome, but I just remember I was always the biggest girl in any ocean activities I did. Um, I went on to become a certified level one freediver as well. And it was the same thing in those spaces whether it was in person or um, through traditional media you were only seeing one singular narrow view of females participating in these activities and um, after I lost my job in the pandemic I had um, I, I really had an epiphany out in the ocean that this had never been done before and female diverse athletes had no platform, no community anywhere in the world. And I decided to be the woman that created that and, um, start a movement so that other women like myself could find each other. We could inspire and encourage one another. And just like Kiana said, you know, eliminate that feeling of being alone and isolated or even feeling like we don't belong in the ocean because we don't meet that stereotypical, um, curated view of what a female water sport athlete is.
0: Gosh, um, was, was your message received as well, though, in the beginning? Because I mean, I, I read here that you put the first, one of the first images out there, was it received positively or did it also get kind of mixed bag, mixed reaction?
3: Um, the world had never seen a plus size surfer on, a large platform like an Instagram, uh, TikTok, any of these social media platforms, um, they they were out there and they did exist, but they weren't branded as such. So no one could find them. Um, and I became the first. And that was, you know, it was a historical moment. and Of course, it came with Uh, mostly positive reactions because so many women, I mean, this is not just a Hawaii problem. This is international. Uh, And we're talking women from every corner of the earth had never seen this, uh, this body type or this concept represented in media before. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I got a ton of people saying that, you know, there's no way I could surf that I was a stunt double for somebody else or um, just all all types of messages trying to discredit what I was doing and my approach since the beginning has been to block those comments and focus on using them as an educational tool about why society feels this way, why we view uh, plus size athletes in such a hostile mentality and why we don't show them even though they exist around the world. Um, So it it was well received because in less than six months there was over 10,000 followers uh, within the movement and the community on Instagram alone.
0: Where do you guys think, Ka'ana and Elizabeth, after hearing these negative comments, did you give it much time to think about why? Why are they so quick to, to judge or say these things? Where do you think it comes from within that person? What is it a, a result of? Ka'ana, you want to?
2: Um, out in the water, when I get it face-to-face, it's usually surfers who feel insecure about their own surfing abilities. Um, usually they're beginners saying that to me and I'm and it's okay like I invite anybody if it's a dangerous day and there's waves that will that will hurt you yes I will tell them like don't do this don't do that but in the most part I love to invite people to surf and I love to have people learn how to surf that's like my thing if I see you trying to learn how to surf I'll help you Um, but it's usually the people who um, I feel like they're just insecure in their own surfing abilities or just in- insecure just being out there too like maybe they have the same fears as many um, feeling like they don't belong in the ocean and um, I've seen that a lot growing up and that was like always my goal is to invite people to come to the ocean because it holds a big place in my heart and in my family's heart um, but that's how I've seen it Social media is a whole different beast. I don't know where people come off like that. I don't understand most of the time. But just like um, Elizabeth has shared, like how she has tried to use that as an educational opportunity, um, I think for me, it's been a long time for me to try and use that as educational opportunity because I still needed to do the work. I still needed to make my mental um, good enough to be able to handle all of that. And some days it's an uphill battle, and some days I feel fine. And I feel like having this community space, especially one that she has provided, is, that's what gives people the space to be open and to be able to handle all of that.
0: Right. And, you know, Elizabeth, if you could answer that question as well, but on top of that, are you seeing that it's more comments, negative comments from women or more from men?
3: Almost all of the negative comments I've received via social media has been men. Um, There are some women that are just simply ignorant to the plight of what we're building here in this community. And that stems from uh, deep-rooted patriarchal colonialism and capitalism uh, principles that have been built into surf culture since um, Westerners came to Hawai'i. Um, after the Duke Kanamoku era and started capitalizing on it, making money off of it. Um, You see this evolution of it being a very indigenous-based sport with the ali'i heritage um, all the way down to the uh, maka'aina, right? The commoners practicing this. Surfing was uh, a completely integrated cultural concept of Native Hawaiian people. And then at the turn of the century, Um, We see a lot of big businessmen um, from that early 19th century coming in and monopolizing it and turning it into this capitalistic product that can be sold to the world. And in the process of that, women were um, they were a tool to sell the image of surfing and the women that they chose to represent that, of course, they being men, very powerful, typically white males. Um, were choosing women that they felt were meeting their idealized version of a female surfer. And unfortunately, that tradition carried forth until literally two years ago when I said 63 years is long enough. I mean, there's a deep-rooted Hawaiian tradition. Queen Ka'ahumanu was one of the high-ranking ali'i. She is a a well-documented surfer, plus-size woman. And I'm sure there are many others that never made it into the historical textbooks. Um, But it was really that transition in the 19th century that unfortunately led to this very narrow view of men defining who and what types of women would be showcased in surf media. Um, And that has continued, unfortunately, up until present day.
0: (sighs) And I could kind of see the wheels turning in your, your head too when I asked that question about whether you were seeing more from women and men. What, what, what about you? What are you seeing?
2: Um, mine is men. And I totally agree with what she said. Um, most of the time in the lineups, it's and, and Hawaii is just a little different. I've surfed in California, and that's a whole different beast as well. It's very um, masculine. It's a very male-dominated sport. They don't want you out there. Um, but Hawaii is different. There's a lot of female surfers, but the men, it's harder to gain that respect. Um, if you're a girl, some t- if unless you're a local, local, and that's your spot, they know who you are. Um, but if you're surfing at a new spot, me and my family like to go around off the island to surf. You have to basically catch a good wave, and then they'll be like, okay. But it's so sometimes that they, they will just shove you to the side, and most of the times they've seen it um, through men and. Even through social media, it's been the worst with men. And I don't know, I agree with, totally with what Elizabeth said. That's what it is, honestly.
1: You guys, you guys are so brave um, for just stepping out there and putting out what you're going through on social media, which Kaena said is like a different beast. It's scary, right? And I'm sure Elizabeth, you know, to put yourself out there. And, it, you know, you get these not so pleasant responses back. My initial thing would to be respond with like more hate, right? Or more anger and frustration. But um, you guys seem to approach it with a different, like more aloha than like, just how do you, how do you guys do that? And and, um, how do you respond or carry yourself out in the water or in the comment section of your pages to, to help educate rather than um, hate, right? You know, we don't want that, that bad that bad vibe. How do you guys respond to these negatives with positives?
3: Well, I think, well, I was just going to say, I mean, based on what Kiana is saying, you know, it is very difficult. There are a lot of women that have deep rooted trauma from only seeing one specific body type for generations. And what Kiana did is exceptionally brave and courageous. You know, she did, she's still in the process of healing those wounds and decided to Um, speak out on this to be a light for other women that are in the same situation, especially in our indigenous community here in Hawaii, uh, which is so critical. But, you know, getting mad at people for something that they really just can't even understand, especially men. Um, A lot of times we see these large uncles surfing, you know, uncles that are over 250 pounds on paddle boards. And people think, well, we have plus size surfers. We have these uncles. This isn't a thing. Um, but with women, it affects our psychology very differently because our the social stigma and the fat phobia attached to our bodies is so much more traumatic and um, generational than it is for men. And we see that in the media. We see that in our lineups. We see, based even on what Kaena is using as her own metaphorical um, instances out in the lineup, you, you know, we as women are dealing with a very different set of expectations and standards. And so even when you receive those negative hate messages, it really is an opportunity to ask people, well, why do you believe this? And it's usually because people have just never seen it before and they're learning and their consciousness is expanding. Um, and sometimes the reaction isn't positive because they're, they're conditioned to believe that women should lose weight, um, that you're not you're not enough the way you are because a woman needs to strive to be this perfect idealized version of herself. And if she's not striving towards that, then she's in revolt. Um, And that's really what it is. It's a revolution to say that we are okay, uh, how we are and what we look like and that we are enough. And what we decide to look like is none of your business. It's our business. It's our bodies. Um, And it's your job to accept us and to help us grow and be the best versions of ourselves as a community. So if, when you take that approach, it's more um, of a conflict resolution through education scenario rather than um, just getting into an argument that has no out.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Anna, it must have been, it's also probably a very emotional, I mean, subject for you when you're, you feel attacked. I mean, how, how, do, how do you respond?
2: Um, I've actually gone through this for so long, not even just the surfing world, but just existing period um growing up I got bullied in high school the fake Instagram pages like I I've gone through it and and it's definitely an uphill battle like I mentioned before um but now it's a whole different space because like I said when you do the work to work on those traumas and to make yourself mentally and emotionally centered You can understand why they are the way that they are. You may not agree or like it, but you can go forward and do the things that you want to do and create an empowerment within yourself and the people around you. And that's why I feel like community is so important throughout these times, especially enduring this type of environment of bullying or being able to take all the hate Um, I I do want to mention though, for those people who will be listening and know me, I, I'm not always perfect. I sometimes I do get mad and I start, and I start getting mad. (laughs) So this has been an uphill battle, like I have explained, but it is definitely um, getting easier with communities like this. Yeah. And you know what,
3: At, at the end of the day, Stephanie, what, what we're doing is we're reaching out to other women like us. Other women that have been suffering with body image issues that do not have representation and have not had representation for almost the better part of a century in women's surfing. So, you know, the haters are one part of this equation, but really it's the love that we're sharing, the, the healing experiences that we're sharing that is creating so much of a positive ripple effect out into our, our world and our oceans. You know, that's what Kaina and I are really here to connect with, or those other women like us.
0: Yeah, and I appreciate you guys, um, you know, connecting and and getting that message out. And it's already been out there, um, you know, with Ka'ena's recent post um, spreading more awareness and a lot more more eyes. I mean, at at this point, Ka'ena,
2: how many um, views or shares and comments so far? Um, On TikTok, they actually um, flagged it for some sort of community guideline this morning and I was like um and it was basically saying that was sexual nudity and obviously didn't if you guys saw it yeah and I noticed that on TikTok if you are bigger that they will do that to you that's what I've learned so i don't know if they do it on all social media
3: platforms sadly okay Mm. okay
2: yeah somebody i like noticed that and somebody told me like yeah that actually happens i'm like oh this sucks but i actually saw it this morning um it was flagged i think the last numbers was about like 10k views on tiktok and then um i remember it was like 200 comments a thousand likes but then on 808 viral that's where it was blowing up some more um, and a lot of more people have reached out to me regarding that one.
0: What do they say uh, when you say reaching out? What are they saying? I, that I take it as it's positive. They're they're trying to, they're responding positively to you. What are they yes, saying? Yes,
2: yes, they do. They respond totally positive. Um, I feel like the most heartwarming and the best ones are the ones sharing their own stories. And a lot of them are saying, "Oh, I wish I ran into this account." before. I wish I ran into seeing this type of content before because I would actually surf. Like, I would actually take a leap to go out there because I'm afraid. I'm afraid of getting, getting bullied. I'm afraid of people looking at me and saying I don't belong out here in the water. And I was just like, man, like, I've been surfing forever. So, of course, I'm going to keep surfing. But I, my heart goes out to the people who are wanting to surf because the water provides more than just a surfing experience. And I'm sure Elizabeth can attest to that as well um it's more than that it's healing it's a space to be able to do something that you love to enjoy god's creations and so that's where my heart was out with and those are the comments that I was getting and I was like oh my gosh like this is crazy and sometimes i think i'm in my own little bubble and just doing my own thing but there's also a bigger impact and i'm so grateful for elizabeth to provide that on a bigger platform
3: That's just so kind. I'm honored. Honestly, it, everything she said is true. I get messages that uh, almost every day that say I've changed somebody's life. And it's really, um, it, it's just unbelievable, you know, to wake up and know that somebody's out there surfing because, you know, of something that you're passionate about and you care about and you're educating the world on. Um, I mean, Kiana is clearly a very beautiful soul that's out there doing what she loves and Um, You know, on so many levels, it's heartbreaking that women are just absolutely petrified to put a swimsuit on and go out into our lineups because um, of fear of being bullied, of being rejected, of um, immense internalized stigma that's resulted from, uh, as I said, generations of narrowly defining what women are capable of in the ocean. Um, But, you know, every day we wake up. There's more women like Kaena that are saying, hey, you know what, I'm out here and I had this similar experience. I love the ocean and I want you to come out here and be with me. And you know what, together we'll heal from this previous trauma and we're gonna be um, better women and, and have a stronger community because of it. And I think the positive um, implications of that, the healing from that, the connect, the deep connection we receive um, from each other and from the ocean that we share around the world, there's nothing um, like that power that, that we have started building and creating. Um, and I'm just honored that I'm one of the women facilitating it and having these impacts on, on others to be out there doing what they love.
0: Yeah, it takes these very courageous women like the two of you to, you know, make that first step and, and connection and then it spreads and the word spreads and the awareness spreads. But, you know, looking at the overall picture and, you know, hearing you, Elizabeth, and kind of saying that it's gone on, you know, for so many years and that it's comes down also to corporations and, and marketing. There's a much bigger thing at and that we need to crack, right? And and that that's probably going to take, I don't know, because here we are, 2021, and I, it's I don't even see any change, you know. And and it, it's when you were talking about the whole branding and like uh, marketing, and and I, I was thinking about the top um, surfing brands, you know, women mm-hmm. surfing brands, and I'm like, whoa, dude, they they totally all are just like the one figure like you know very barbie doll you know what i mean like it's just always been like that for so many years and that's kind of what they've stuck with and you would think by now 2021 they would kind of you know just diversify and just not stick to that one way that they've been marketing all these years but it's going to take a lot then to crack that though right i mean
3: Well, we, we've made some serious progress, Stephanie. So in February of 2021, Rip Curl reached out to me and we hosted the very first ever plus size body positivity campaign in the history of women's surfing. Billabong posted me and it just happened to be me. It could have been anybody, but it, you know, thank you. It was me, (laughs) um, as their first ever, uh, plus size female surfing athlete. And then um, I think that the campaign and the movement that we did also caught on to Roxy because now uh, Roxy just featured their first ever plus size female surfers in their latest campaign. So we are making serious strides in a very short period of time. I started this movement June of 2020, and we're only in August of 2021. And we've already seen three of the six major women's surfing brands, um, you know, taking some effort to update their imagery. Um, the other thing I want to point out while you were speaking that kind of um, dawned on me as well is teenage women are unfortunately what we see. We don't even see women. Anyone over the age of twenty three is very rarely featured in surf campaigns. Um, there are a few exceptions, like Bethany Hamilton, for example, um, who's closer to Kaina and I's age in her thirties, but. Across the board, you see adolescent females, and unfortunately, many of the designs of these um, surf corporations are based on adolescent female bodies, as well as the images that are being projected. And what ends up happening in the female psyche is when uh, we age and our metabolism slows down, or we experience um, health crises, or we have children, our bodies change, and that is a natural evolutionary part of life. And unfortunately, uh, if our passion is surfing, it does not get to evolve with that. And then we begin to believe the surf marketing campaigns that say, hey, if you're not between the ages of, you know, 12 and 21, then you'd better hang the board up, you know, because now it's an ironing board and you shouldn't be surfing. And these messages are being sent in more than one way. It's not just through images. It's also through the designs and through the very small sizing um, on on the racks of every major surf brand around the world. And and like I said, this is not just a Hawaii problem. This is an international problem for women. Um, A lot of people don't know, but, but wetsuits, for example, are not manufactured over a US size 14 internationally for women. So if you're a size 16 or a size 18 and you want a full bodied wetsuit to surf in, you have two options. You can buy a men's wetsuit that will not fit you, or you can buy a very expensive custom tailored wetsuit. And those are the only two options women internationally have right now because of what I was mentioning earlier, this, uh, this rooted uh, elitism and, and patriarchal um, reign that has controlled women's surfing for, for a very long time.
0: She is mind boggling. Mind-boggling. Did you did that make you kind of like think about all everything that Elizabeth was talking about and Kaena Noli? Like, gosh, uh, I mean, oh yes, it's so true.
1: Yes, and but it I is mean, crazy. I just want to, yeah, it's it is true. Um, and I'm thinking what you guys, Kaena and Elizabeth, what you guys are doing are, is going to go beyond the surf community. I hope there's going to be listeners out there who who maybe don't surf or don't play sports, but they are struggling within themselves and um, I think this is going to give them at least uh, a glimmer of hope that there's people out there that are you know confident like you folks confident in your abilities and you're not going to stand for anything less than the best yeah you know I would
0: you guys thank you I would like to ask both of you to listeners out there who just wanted to listen and hear what these girls have to say and they are still challenging and Um, You know, hi, guys, and hi, um, listeners out there. But what would you like to say to naysayers or people that still need to be educated?
2: Ka'ina. I have a lot to say, but let me try and condense it. Um, There... One thing that I've learned growing up in Hawaii is... The spirit of aloha, and especially when you are surfing out there in the water, that's all you ever feel is like pure aloha. So when we have people who are not the ideal body size to you, um, to always approach it with love and light, always approach everybody with aloha. There's there's something special about being in Hawaii because we are just accustomed to have that culture within us and to spread it. Um, but even internationally as Elizabeth was saying like there is so much power in love there's so much power in acknowledgement and there's so much power in understanding that there is more to a person than their body size um and I think that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned throughout this experience is and understanding my own traumas is that I'm more than my body size I'm more than just a person who serves Like my body is the best thing that God has given me. And it's a vessel to do more than just exist. It's here to love and it's here to give a lot of light. So a lot of the naysayers and the people who have a lot to say, if you approach everything with aloha, your perspective will change. And a lot of love and light will come your way. And I guess it's just a lot of peace and a lot of love to just spread everywhere. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Such a beautiful message, Kaena. Um, I mean, in addition to what uh, she just said, which is absolutely true, I mean, Hawaii is in such a, a unique space to really, it, it's just like what Auntie Paki said, you know, aloha will change the world and Hawaii is at the center of that change. Um, so, you know, Kaina really hit that, on, uh, on that nail on the head. Uh, I, I just think that we have to continue showing up as women. We have to continue... Um, owning our space and believing that we are enough as we are um, I believe that you know we we if we can continue to come together in large numbers that you know the next two to three years of women surfing is going to look very differently there are a lot of marginalized indigenous communities around the world that have, uh, world champion plus size surfers in Mexico and Brazil here in Hawaii. And I think we're going to continue to see those women rise in their power. Um, and I think that the movement will speak for itself with women taking uh, ownership of who they are, of loving themselves and being in revolt to um, the, the decades of conditioning that we've received and that in and of itself, the action of doing is what is going to disprove the, um, that women like us, you know, do belong in the water. It's going to show the world that, you know, we're very much a part of the surf culture. And, um, especially as an indigenous, uh, Polynesian woman, like Kiana uh, has been for centuries long before the rest of the world, even knew surfing. So I think that, um, that's, that's what I have to say. Just believe in yourself, um, continue to heal and reach out and share that fellowship with other surfers. and um, you know, you never know what's, what's going to happen for you. You could be like Kiana and I end up on the news together. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. yeah.
0: And, 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 you know, I, I, um, I feel like it's a gift to have both of you on. And if you could pass along any advice to, to anybody who may be struggling and feeling very self-conscious about going out on the water, what would you like to say to comfort them and encourage them to not be afraid and to own their space?
2: Um, I would just like to say to go for it. I an auntie actually reached out to me and she said, "I have this board. I wa- I live here. I looked up the places where she could surf. That's good for beginners." And I told her to go for it. There's no holding back because the ocean is a welcoming space. It's the people in it that sometimes feels not welcoming, and the ocean will always welcome you if you just respect. The ocean, you respect yourself, you respect the people, you respect the culture, and you respect what you're doing out there is actually a very sacred practice that Native Hawaiians have practiced for years. And um just don't be afraid. I've and it's crazy to me because last year I don't think I would ever be able to make that TikTok video because I was so scared of people just attacking me. Um so but just to be I'm in your shoes. This is a great space to be able to push yourself out there and go for it. I love surfing. My family's been doing it for years. It provides more than a surfing experience. It provides a lot of love.
3: Uh, well, in addition to that, I would just say, you know, first, the, the first point of advice I usually have for new surfers is to consider taking a lesson Um, I think that that really boosts your confidence to have someone with you to provide a safe space. Um, You know, you're not going to get injured or drown or have any, um, you know, complications with choosing a board that's appropriate for your level as a beginner. Um, A lot of that, you know, just planning a little bit will help tremendously by the time you actually get out in the water, because then when those insecurities start to mount up in, in our minds and um, those internal dialogues that aren't very friendly happen. We have support. We have a surf instructor with us. We have someone that is cheering us on and wants to see us succeed. So I, um, I always encourage, you know, either getting a surf instructor or a surf mentor, if there's someone in your family that is a great surfer that you feel confident and comfortable with. And then, you know, the next thing is uh, really, you know, put something on your body that makes you feel confident, that gives you the tools that you need to make sure that, you know, your chest is is secure, your stomach, your hips. Um, there's nothing worse than having um, an embarrassing moment where, you know, we have um, our our chest come out of our tops or our hips, um, you know, are struggling with wedgies or something, right? So just make sure to go out there in something you're comfortable in, something that you feel um, you know is going to facilitate the best surfing experience and then while you're out there I, I also love to say just connect with the ocean that's what you're there for and the mantra that I used for the first year I surfed is if you don't like it don't look at it <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and and that got me through the first year <laughs> Nice.
0: I like that. Yeah, I like that. I think that's you guys gave such great advice. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that that would just you know pump anybody up, you know. But geez, um, you know, beyond you know surfing for fun, is there any any sort of a desire to go beyond that and um, do competitively, or for both of you?
2: Even you when I was younger, I actually did um, like rail sign competitions. Um, with my family. Yeah, I love macaw's waves. I love rest camp. Um, I did those. And um, that's where I actually learned that I didn't want to surf competitively, because it took the fun out of something that I loved. <laughs> maybe because I was just a child. And I was like, Oh, I have to paddle so hard. I have to do this, like this sucks. <laughs> and <then laughs> I just I opted out of that my dad even told us like you guys want to do this because I'll put you in I'll get you this I'll get you that and I was like no just take me <laughs> to Queens go take me to the cruise surf lineups like I'll go on the nose and I will chill right there. Mm.
0: Awesome.
3: Yeah, and I, I love being a professional free surfer I mean that's pretty I I serve I'm a soul surfer through and through I just I am so uh, rejuvenated and whole, made whole by the ocean. Um, you know, I think surfing competitively would uh, take some of the spirituality out of it for me or that connection to just, you know, fall off the wave if I want to fall off. Um, I, I really love just like what Kiana said, being out there and being a free spirit, trying new things, not having to, uh, you know, compete for trophies, but compete for people's hearts. That's really what I love.
1: Mm. That's it.
3: Personally, you guys are speaking right to me because you forget, in
1: in the the you know the, the run of things, the soul of surfing is aloha, right? For yourself, for the people out there, for the ocean, and thank you for bringing me back to that 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 piece of uh uh that's the key, right? And and that's what we surf. So thank you guys for showing aloha in the surf, showing aloha in the community, and showing aloha for
3: yourselves. Mm-hmm. Respect, respect you Aww. guys. Yeah. Oh, thank that. thank you for facilitating such a beautiful discussion, both of you.
0: Yeah. You know, um, and I, I my bad because I didn't actually um, ask you guys this ahead of time, but don't even feel pressured. But we usually do like to end with an inspirational quote or, or you know, some something that is meaningful to you that you, you would like to leave our listeners with um, something that may, maybe you wake up and that's the your philosophy for the day or something that gets you going. Is there anything that you guys would like to share in that regard, uh, Ka'ena and Elizabeth?
2: Um, We have like a lot of family sayings. So my brother, he plays football, alohi gyomen. And um, he has a saying that is called pog. And my family's favorite drink is to drink pog juice from uh, metal gold. (laughs) And so Hey, he made out an acronym, him and my dad, actually. And they put P stands for passion, be passionate about anything that you're doing. O stands for being optimistic, be very optimistic about anything that you're doing in your life at that moment. And G stands for being grateful, having so much gratitude in your heart. And so every single time that me and my siblings, we go out and I do our things, We're all separated. Um, My brother's at at the Chargers playing football. My other brother's at Stanford. We're all just all over the place. And so whenever we leave, my dad says, drink that pog. Because whatever you do, you are going to do those three things. You're going to be passionate. You're going to be optimistic. And you're going to be grateful for everything that you have in your life. So we love to share that message. And I actually hold that message very tight. It could be so simple as going to do your workout for that day. Um, Be passionate about wanting to be healthy. Be optimistic about where you're going to end up either either on the floor resting or holding your head up high and you're okay. And be grateful for the opportunity to be there and present at that moment. And I'm sure a lot of people can take that acronym and, and use it within their daily life.
0: Wow. And just like the juice, that was sweet. Sorry, I just
2: had to, I just, you know, I yes, just couldn't.
3: Yes. <laughs>
2: Love it. <laughs> Go ahead,
3: Elizabeth. That was good. That was good. Both on both accounts. Um, my favorite quote uh, that I've had for some time is by Rumi and it is, um, what is, what you are seeking is also seeking you. And so if you want to surf surfing, you know, the waves want you to come and surf them. Right. But it goes for anything. It's just a great way to uh, lead your life with uh, purpose and passion. You know, I believe that our desires really lead us to our destiny. And if we pursue that, just like me, I mean, I'm, like I said, I was probably the most unlikely person in the world. I'm, I grew up in rural northeast Texas on a farm. And here I am in Hawaii, I became a surfer, Um, you know, what you are seeking is also seeking you just go out there and do it and the tools and the doors and the people and everything that you need will appear before you to facilitate that
0: wow we are inspired mic drop <laughs> <laughs> love it,
2: right. love it.
0: well I, I know where that we could find you guys but for our listeners can you each um you know share where people could follow you or where you'd like them mm-hmm. to follow you not stalk you but you know look to you for <laughs> advice or inspiration
2: um yes my instagram handle is kaena lokomai underscore um and then my tiktok is the same thing i'm still a rookie so don't mind me if i'm trying to practice transitions or anything but <laughs> whatever my brothers teach me
3: <laughs> <laughs> but yes that's where you can find me shout out to the brothers <laughs> oh, <yeah>. yes <laughs> and uh you can find me i'm elizabeth sneed but uh more well known as curvy surfer girl and all my handles um instagram facebook tiktok are all curvy surfer girl and then i have a website curvy where I, I host community events uh once every month or every other month and we all go out and get together and surf as a community
0: awesome awesome, awesome.
3: yeah
0: bravo, awesome bravo. guys you know and i hope like once this pandemic settles down maybe like you guys could have a big surf like meet or something right i mean that would be super cool yes. Gosh, yeah get absolutely together get everyone together I mean that would be because curvy surfer girl hasn't held one yet right or yeah oh it? yeah
3: we've had several we've oh, had several so the oh. an, like
0: a the, surf meet? the
3: anniversary one was the biggest one I held it at Publix at Ohana Surf Project oh. um on June 12th over the weekend cool. and I had about oh, 20 women turn out to that one oh. cool that's so yeah. awesome
2: so, we, we do I, oh, have them. I,
3: I kind of facilitate those not as often as I, I should, but they're a lot of work. <laughs> so. Oh, love it. I love it. Sorry.
2: Um, I do have another account handle. It's called Sunsea Babes. <laughs> I have it on my bio on my um, page, but I actually created that business beginning of 2020. Um, it was initially a fashion accessory boutique, but I kind of am in the works of rebranding. Um, and it's always been about women empowerment. It's about the sizes. It's about not finding clothes for yourself when you walk into any normal store. So I need to go ahead and focus that way. I've been all over the place. I have too much surfing, not paying attention to what I really <laughs> need to do. <laughs> but that is another place you can also find me. I also talk a lot about my healing journey.
0: Wow. So much resources available out there. We thank you for it. And I'm sure our listeners thank you for it. But you know, um, so Elizabeth, are are you going to hold any events coming up soon then or anything that we I'm going work? to
3: try to do one this fall? Yes. Um, I don't have dates yet, but I always announce it on Instagram and on my website. So if you all see it and you want to register for it, um, I always have Ohana Surf Project as the facilitator for lessons. So that way everyone gets an instructor and they get that safe, structured environment that I was talking about before, which is how I started learning. And then, of course, you get to meet as many curvy surfers that want to come, uh, can come, you know, so there can be anywhere That's from awesome. 20 to 50 women there um, at these events. That's awesome.
0: Woo, wow. So exciting. you guys! Got-
3: good
0: awesome. things yeah, watch out yeah. for it yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. all right guys so if you see these girls in the lineup if you see, even see us in the lineup you know just give us some aloha and then we'll give, give you us some aloha. waves. Yes. In aloha. Yeah, oh, yes. in <laughs> aloha. We'll, we can all catch
3: a party wave together yeah yes. <laughs> that would be really yes. fun <laughs> it would be a blast <laughs> yes. stephanie lum and <laughs> yes. sidekick all out there catch yes. the party wave. <laughs> Look out
0: everybody, look out. Okay, wow. Yes. This podcast is going to be making ways <laughs> 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 so I, Okay, I have to retire fire. for the night. got to retire fire. for the night. I don't. <laughs> I'm kind of getting cheese balls out here, but anyways, yeah. I am just I'm love just it. overflowing with, you know, just a lot of aloha, love and respect for you guys, for you ladies, oh. you know. Thanks so much for doing this, for speaking out, for owning your space for being a great example out there for everybody, not just the, you know, the women out there, but just for everybody and for educating all of us on this. Thank you so much for being brave and vulnerable. You guys, mad props to you both. Thank you oh, so Elizabeth, much.
2: Elizabeth, thank, thank you. Definitely, no thank Ellie, you so both much. of you have been
3: amazing. <laughs> Keep doing yes, what doing. thank you for having us. Yeah, definitely. this
2: platform for us Yeah, too. it's, it's so
3: important to have a place to discuss these. So, you know, Mad props to both of you for bringing both of us on and having this discussion. You were incredible moderators.
0: Gosh, yes, you guys, guys just made it easy. It was daytime so we could go surfing,
3: but
0: yeah, <laughs> I <gotta wait. laughs> Lessons. Yes. Yes. yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us on Mothership. And we send you with a lot of aloha and love out there. Take care, guys. Aloha. Thank you. Aloha. Yes, we going to break up.